Hello and welcome to the reaction as we react to Celtic's uh, cruising to victory by four goals to one uh, up in Perth or across in Perth or just diagonally up in Perth. I don't know. Uh, in Perth as we... Um, we won four one, which and and a really good kind of controlled performance, and we're, we're certainly going to talk through it. Uh, but the goal scorers, uh, Andy Considine, scored an own goal. God love him on his six hundredth game. <laughs> he did not have a good one. Um, but Andy Andy, Andy Considine scored an own goal. Uh, Kyogo made it two. Moy made it three, and very late on, Turnbull made it four with what can only be described as a sensational free kick routine. But again, we'll come to that. Uh, lots to talk about. I'm joined by Colin Kearney. Hello, Colin. How are you, friend? Howdy, I am fine, thank you. Lovely stuff. Oh, nice hair. <laughs> Somebody shouted at, at me in the street yesterday and I was absolutely bemused as to whether it was somebody I knew or if it was <laughs> uh, if my hair fame has spread so far uh, that all of Strathbungo knows. I love it. I was just like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, loved it. Lovely to hear from you, Colin. Uh, also joined by Paul Carlin. Paul, it's been a while. Um, you've been busy with uh, other kind of projects and stuff, but glad to hear you're back in, in form. Uh, great to do a reaction with you guys. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, yeah, yeah. Positive, positive. We're, we're positive postacoglus today. A positive postacoglus. Love it. We're a panel of positive postacoglus uh, as we look over the victory. Uh, I thought I had another P there. There's no P. Okay, so Celtic won 4-1, uh, and it really was. Uh, do you know, this is the perfect example of, uh, you know that sort of phrase that people use where it's like um, not playing particularly well, but, you know, championship material. CM Celtic, if you will, because, you know, we weren't really, really at our best at all in the first half of the day, um, but we still performed in regards to, you know, being really uh, prolific in front of goal. Again, we'll talk about it. General thoughts on the game overall uh, from our good friend Colin? Yeah, I think um, it, uh, to use a cliche, a good game for the neutrals, I think that would be the best way of describing it. Um, I thought that the... I mean, it's going to be some harvest in Perth. I mean, that pitch is oh, <laughs> fecund. <Yeah. Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I've never seen such kind of so many baubles, so many mis- miscontrolled passes. Yeah. Uh, but I think the main, my main sort of feeling about it was, um, especially in the past, we've been kind of ruining a lot of missed chances. We just, we didn't have a lot of like clear cut chances, but we took pretty much most of them today. So that was, uh, yeah, just delightful to see that kind of clinicalness kind of uh, coming back to the side. Absolutely. Paul, the mark of champions is a phrase that's also used um, to go yeah. somewhere, not perform particularly at your top, but still win comfortably. What are your thoughts? I'm delighted with that result. I'm really, really happy with that result. And um, I don't credit to St. Johnson because they, they made it hard for Celtic today. Um, but I just thought that was there were elements of just total professionalism. Um, a few shaky moments, but I just I, I love the way we're playing. I love that we we go to Perth and and get a result like that. Um, you know, Rangers getting three points yesterday. That's always in the back of my mind getting into the game when we've got a Sunday kick off. And um, but see by half time, I'm just thinking this is this is great. This is a, this is a great time to be a Celtic fan. Um, professionalism was the kind of word of the day for me. I think um, yeah. just getting the job done. Yeah, and I think it, we shouldn't kind of underestimate what that pitch did to the game in regards to our passing game, because Colin's right, it was absolutely horrendous. Uh, really kind of bobbles all over the place. Uh, dreadful. But, you know, we, we really kind of... Yeah, again, I'm just... I, I don't think Celtic were particularly fluid or fluent today, specifically in the first half, but we were just just really good in front of goal. Uh, let's talk through the lineup. Um, we had Joe Hart in goal, and we'll talk about him. Uh, we had Alistair Johnson, Carter Vickers, Starfield and Taylor as the back four. Uh, McGregor, Hitate, Moy with uh, Kyogo flanked by Jota and Maeda. Paul, your thoughts on the lineup? Was there, Were you happy with it? Was there any changes you could foresee? What's your thoughts? Uh, no, best team available and I'm always a proponent of, of playing the best team available in any game. Um, the only thing is, you know, would it have been O'Reilly or Moy? Um Thank goodness it was Moy, who I thought was was really good again today. Um, although we'll come on to O'Reilly later on because I feel like the the the, the Moy O'Reilly conundrum 
is an interesting one. But yeah, happy even even with Jota on the right, we all prefer him on the left. But uh, as we just saw from the goals, it, it, he he can still make such a difference playing on the right. Um, and I'm actually beginning to enjoy his crosses. Um, or his play from the right into the centre of the, the penalty box. So, in terms of the, the starting lineup, defence kind of picks itself these days. Um, yeah, very happy. Um, I don't even know if I would have. I mean, we're, we'll talk about Haksibanovic later. We're all desperate to see more of him, but this probably isn't the game to bring him in and start him. But uh, yeah, uh, that's the best team available to us right now, for sure. Colin, your thoughts? Yeah, no surprises, really. Um, I think Moy starting. Yeah, been the only change. I think it's quite interesting to see how uh, it's calmed down a bit. With the we've seen a lot of rotation in the squad in recent months, uh, but now it seems to be kind of a bit more stable. Um, and it seems to be it seems to be working out. I mean, these this can be quite a naughty period of the season. Um, you know, like the start of the year. Uh, Things are kind of getting into the sort of final. You're thinking about the final stretch, and I think Andrew's kind of definitely just doesn't want to give Budge an inch, basically. Yeah, and I think you know, Paul, you talked about the O'Reilly Moy kind of conundrum in regards to you know who starts, who comes off the bench. At this point, I personally, I, I don't really think it's that much of a debate, and I think Aaron Moy has that shirt. Uh, I think he's performed incredibly well. I think long term, you know, Matt O'Reilly's the future of Celtic, you know, over the next couple of years, no question about it. But as Lorenzo says, you play the hot hand and the hot hand is, is Aaron Moy and he is performing fantastically well. And again, I, we're not going to go over old ground, but I'm delighted to hold my hands up and say I was completely wrong about him. So I same. Um, I, I wrote him off from the start uh, and I think he was. I do think he was shy at the start. It took. It's taken him a while to to come into the team. And I do. I understand and I appreciate. You know, in the review, when Christian and Graham talk about the way Moy plays, he's not the right fit for this team. But what he does on the pitch and when he, the way he makes things happen, he's he's a sort of wild card player now because he, he is the sort of he's the one. He's the midfielder certainly that stands out in terms of work rate and stuff. But he's just his technique and his ability to just create. Um, and now he's adding goals to his repertoire. He's so excited. I just love him. Like I can't believe we're all we're all talking about how great Aaron Moy is. Um, it, this is a great position to be in. I agree with you. I think I think O'Reilly, despite his recent form, is a magnificent player and is going to hopefully be with the club for a long time. But see, for a season, maybe two seasons. Um, I mean, I, in, th- in this form, I would I would be extending Moy's contract and, and taking that option for the second year, um, even just to get us through the first half of next season. Because um, he, look, he looks fit. He looks happy. He's creative. He looks relaxed. He looks comfortable. I feel a sense of calmness every time Aaron Moy's on the ball. And I think that's a really, really important thing when you're, you know, nine-point lead. I think I get the feeling if we lose a game and that's cut to six, we'll all shite ourselves. But with guys like Aaron Moy in the squad, I just get confidence that, will get us over the line, get this league over the line as soon as possible, and he will end up being one of the top players of the season. The thing is, Colin, it is very much uh, great points, Paul. I, I agree with all of it. Um, but, you know, different teams require, it's like you've got a toolkit, your squad's your toolkit, and you just take out different tools to do different jobs. And, you know, Adam Moy fits currently, but there might be a time when you have to kind of, you know, change the, the, the player on the pitch to unlock the defence or, you know, change that up. And that's okay. That's what the squad game's about. The the word that I would latch on to most from what Paul was saying is like relaxed. Uh, there was a shot just down the tunnel before the game started and he was just chatting away and just looked, um, you know, some some players look pensive and kind of just constrained. Just seems so relaxed and takes that kind of experience onto the pitch. And um, as you're saying about a toolkit, you know, especially when other tools are maybe not fitting <laughs> So well, like I think today Hatati had a wee bit of a quiet to iffy game. Um, it's so, it's be, okay, we can criticise Hatati if he has a poor game. Yeah, mm. and it uh, seemed to be uh, kind of losing the ball a lot, Not wasn't enjoying the conditions, um, seemed to, his anticipation seemed a wee bit off, which is yeah. normally something he's really, really good at. Um, but I feel that 
Moy was kind of getting when we were, lo- we were losing the ball quite a bit, but he when he got the ball, he held on to it. You were confident about that. It gave us a bit of breathing room. So, um, yeah, hats off to to Mr. Moy. Uh, Paul, can I ask a question, yeah. Colin? See, see mm-hmm. when you're so, Colin, when you're restoring furniture, right, and you use obviously a lot of different tools and stuff like that. If Aaron Moy was a tool in your toolbox, <laughs> Jesus, what would he be? Because I think. Mm-hmm. It'd be like the soft sandpaper that you use right at the end, just to put that polish, that really nice smooth. Because he just makes everything smooth. He's yeah, he's like um, he's four, he's four zero steel wool. That's like his extra <laughs> fine steel wool. Um, you know, just to get that high polish. Let's his... call him steel. Can steel wool be his nickname now? His cynic nickname for our <laughs> absolutely <Steel> not. <laughs> Yeah, that's I, I, worse than that's worse than my usual nickname <laughs> attempts. But to be honest, Paul, <laughs> see, see, to be fair, as soon as I said tool belt, I thought oh, I'm going to have to call our one of our players a tool, and I, I dropped it very quickly. I very quickly I dropped it. But Paul, thanks for bringing it back up. Um, on the bench, we had a uh, Bane. Shout out to our shout out to my fellow Baniacs. Baniacs, uh, Haxabanovich, Abada, Turnbull, Kobayashi, O, Awata, O'Reilly, Forrest. I mean, it's a strong bench. It's a strong bench with lots of different uh, types of players to come off. Obviously, Haxabanovich, very technically gifted. Turnbull, technically gifted. Great shot on him. Abada, you know, that kind of full full pelt winger. Uh, Kobayashi. Just, you know, we're really getting to that point where you're really sifting through the entire squad and the gold's coming through. Uh, and I think that's the whole kind of, uh, from a transfer point of view, hopefully two years down the line, we'll have this unbelievably efficient sort of squad. And yeah. It's not that it's not just now because, you know, we're, we're really pull, all pulling in the right direction. Um, so, I mean, just before we kind of start, like, w- was there a little bit of um, apprehension about this game, Colin? Um, St. Johnson aren't particularly on good form. We have, they've we, they've taken one point from the last 42 against Celtic. Um, but, you know, are you ever really confident? Uh I th- I didn't have any kind of jitters and there are some games where I... Um, I'm sort of alive with nervous energy, um, and Paul was saying about you know when you're when you're playing after Rangers and they've won and we've got a game yeah. to play, but I'm a wee bit Don Draper meme like I don't think about you at all at least today, <laughs> at least today yeah. because it just I I just I don't know I felt pretty relaxed about it and even though um, even when we conceded uh, I wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. I was eerily calm. Yeah, see, I'm Schrodinger shitebag. I'm and <laughs> all t- at all times, I'm confident Celtic could be any team on the planet. But I also am terrified that we're going to lose. So I'm in that wee box, mm. and who knows what's outside of it. Um, but Paul, um, confident going into the game? I uh, same as you. I expect to lose every game. <laughs> I expect to lose every game one nil. Um, as you know, that's just. I feel like you like plan for the hope. Plan for the worst and hope for the best is sort of my approach to watching Celtic. And, and it's it's stupid because I'm sort of contradicting myself because we we played not to our kind of top capacity today, but it was still fucking great. And we had moments of real absolute brilliance and they're dotted throughout the team. It's very rare that we don't score a, in, in a game or we don't score several goals in a game. And I think it's time for Paul Carlin to fucking have that belief yes. that we're going to score goals. We're going to beat almost every team we play. Um, and the way we play and the way we create those goals, I mean, I thought all four goals had some moments of absolute per- perfection in each of them. Like I'm looking forward to talking about them. So maybe we all need to have a word with ourselves, those of us that are the shite bags and the, the, the support, because it might just there's, be- no need, there's no need to be like that because we're, we're the best team in Scotland. We have the best players in Scotland. And, and that was a tough game today. I thought St. Johnson... I mean, I, I think they didn't play like a team that had lost, you know, seven of the last eight games or whatever. Um, I thought they gave us a good game, but I thought we responded really well to it. See, when you say um, the the people in the support need to have a word with themselves, it might just be me and you, Paul. I probably <laughs> it might just be, it might yeah. just be me and you. Everyone else is really yeah. good with it. Anyway, um, how how did we start? So I've got some notes. I'll, I'll let you know what what my point of view was, and we can kind of open up a little bit, but. St. John's were really quite aggressive from the get-go. Uh, they pinned us back. The first five minutes, we really couldn't get out of our of our half. There was a couple of breaks that we had, but they were very aggressive. They were very in your face. Um, and I felt like, as Paul says, oh, 
I didn't feel like, oh my god, we're going to lose. I felt like, oh, we've got a game on our hands. We have to, there's a, a new sort of challenge and we have to unlock the pathway to victory. Um, how, how do you think we started, uh, Colin, yourself? Yeah, we didn't get the ball into the the final third until like seven minutes in or whatever. For us, it's, that's quite unusual. Uh, I felt that St. Johnson were coming at us. I was pleased to see that because I felt like like this is, you know, they're they're I think they were almost treating it a wee bit like a free hit. Yeah. Um, because there's been a lot of chat like sort of um in uh, the, this part of the season where people are just saying, yeah, you know, teams are just want to get the Glasgow teams out of the road and then they can concentrate on the rest of the of the campaign. Um so it's definitely at that point for most of most of the other teams in the league. And St. Johnson just were like, well, we're at home, but Celtic, we're probably not going to get anything out of it. But um let's let's actually entertain our fans, which is another like super important thing. And it's like um as Celtic fans, we want to see expansive, exciting football, but a lot of other teams aren't going to be providing that for their fans. And to like go out there and try and score goals is it's good to see. Um, and so I was, yeah, I was happy for the, for the early pressure to come. Yeah, yeah, I, I welcomed it because I thought, okay, cool, we're, we're going to, our players need to be stimulated and they need to kind of have that kind of quickness of thought. And um, by that sort of early pressure, it's like, okay, it kind of puts everyone in the right uh, mind frame. Uh, Paul, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I thought that St. Johnson pressed pretty well um, at the start of the game. Like, so Stevie May, Dre Wright, uh, McLennan, Carey, McPherson were all pressing quite high yeah. and sort of putting pressure on Starfelt. You know, I think they were quite happy for Starfelt to bring the ball out. Um, I noticed that again. A lot of teams don't don't close him down when he's bringing the ball out, um, at, which I think is interesting because I don't think he's as bad at coming out with the ball as a lot of teams think he is. But he certainly, I had a prediction. So I, before we do a, a reaction, I always write what my predictions are. And I wrote Starfelt has a Starfelt game. I actually think Starfelt did have a quintessentially Starfelt game in that he sometimes looks uneasy or under pressure but see when you look back at his performance he kind of doesn't do much wrong you know yeah. it's just the way he does it yeah he, Colin, he, did you he, he basically is the he's a psyop he's like a Celtic psyop and everybody's like oh he's he's hairless and he's ungainly and all the rest of it but he is excellent and he is always yeah. in the right place he just, I think I've talked about his uh, Carl's mop and bucket before. Yes, um, <laughs> love it, love yeah, it. Like, and he, he's there. He wins virtually every header he goes in for. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's just like, he has an ungainly moment and people are just like, oh, that's, they somehow perceive it as a mistake, but he still got the ball and cleared it. And and he also, um, he did a very unstarfelt thing uh, today. He put in, I can't remember what part of the game it was, but he put in like a beautiful kind of like cross just right over their defence. Like, and I was just like, I don't remember seeing him do that before. Yeah. So I love the big man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought the way St. Johnson came out, um, kind of allowed Starfield to, to kind of be start, be the actual Starfield that we, that we know and love. Um, so credit to St. Johnson. Um, we were having a bit of trouble getting the ball out. I don't, yeah, like Colin says, I think we'd, uh, a decent cross early, quite early on. Um, I think Maeda and Taylor worked quite well. Um, the one thing that kind of stood out from from the early stages for me were we had a couple of corners that came in from our left hand side, um, and it was it was Alisa Johnson uh, running to the run to the front post and sort of flicking it on twice, and I was like, that's cool because you know Tony Ralston <laughs> loves to do that as well, right? So I quite like this. That is the role of the right back, um, and. <laughs> corners for us uh, so I just because Johnson is still a new player we're still working out what we think about him I'm not over enamoured with him yet but in a spirit of positivity I thought that was quite a nice thing to see early on in the game when I was like ah oh, this could end up being a bit of a slog fest um, he's, he's, also I've got there was a VAR like decision on a throw in yeah. early in the first half what the fuck was that I mean you talk. We talk about how you know VAR shouldn't ref ref the game. I mean, that's the prime example of VAR overriding the referee's decision. Pathetic. Um, it, just on Alistair Johnson, he's a physical lad. Like he is very, very physical. You know, they always do that thing where. And I, I, weirdly, there was a, an interview with I can't even remember who it was. I think it was the uh, the striker at 
Brighton, the Japanese striker at Brighton. I can't quite. Oh yeah, remember, I can't remember. Aye, he's, he's good, by the way. He's yeah. a good player. Matoma. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were asking him about uh, you're getting up to speed with the physicality of kind of English football, and he's like, yeah, it took me a bit of time, but you know, now I know how he kind of you know defenders try and rough me up and all that, and I can respond to it. Alistair Johnson, when it comes to that physical side of the game in Scotland, he just already like that's a box ticked, and I know we saw that from the first game at Ibrox, but. I like the fact he can deal with that physicality and I, I like the fact that he's not going to be intimidated. I think that's quite important, specifically for a fullback. Paul? I saw Shades today. Um, I don't think he had a great game. I think he had an okay game, but I saw Shades today of him becoming a bit more familiar with that role, the inverted right-back role. Just a few runs he made, a couple of passes he made. Um, one thing I will say about him is that his his positioning for getting back to defend is good, and he does that well. Um, I, again, I just don't know if he's. I, don't, I certainly don't think he's going to be as good as JJ. But I mean, very few right backs really would be. I think we all liked him a great deal. But I just saw little bits of of positivity from Johnson today. Um, I've been a bit mean about him off off mic, but uh, yeah, in the spirit of positive Postecoglou's, um, he, he, you know, the more games he gets, the better he'll. He'll become at that role, um, and it was a, it was a, yeah, he had more on his, more to deal with today, um, with like uh, Wright and Carey, and I think they played quite well today for St Johnson. So, um, not a bad game for Alistair Johnson. Um, just the headlines from the first sort of ten minutes: um, pressure from St Johnston, uh, Celtic, a lot of misplaced, mis- misplaced passes, which I, again we can look at the the kind of. Um, the pitch itself but again pressure from from uh, St Johnston um, talk us through the first goal Colin what was your we scored in the 12th minute um, talk us through your thoughts it, the first bit of real quality is that Kyogo pass from deep, pretty deep in our half uh, he just launches it and it's like, I was thinking about you know because obviously Yakimakis is, finally looks like he's away and I was just thinking how lucky we are to have Kyogo and how like Yakimakis would never even attempt to do such a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's the sort of thing you kind of, I double check because I was like, that looks like that's the sort of thing Hitati does, you know? But he just launches up this, this ball. And uh, I think it goes to Maeda who sort of takes it into the park and then lays it off to Moy. And Kyogo has not stopped moving since he's hit the pass. He's just yeah. clattered up the park. And um, yeah, so yeah, and he puts in a, a decent shot. Uh, it's a shot cross, you know. You could, you could. Uh, it's debatable which one it actually was, but uh, and then a, a wonderful instinctive finish from Constantine, <laughs> um, and he sticks it in the back of the net. So yeah, and that was like twelve minutes in. So you just kind of like, there we are, first goal. Let's get going. Yeah, I think uh, I want to highlight the fact that you know when we were under pressure for those ten minutes, personally, I wasn't feeling threatened. Like, oh, like I, I felt, I felt like um, Celtic were dealing with everything fine. Like St. Johnson were pressurising us, but they weren't creating kind of chances, uh, clear cut chances. They weren't necessarily executing anything particularly high of quality in the final third. I felt we were in control. We were just being pinned back a little bit. Which again, I think is fine. The the what my kind of point about the the throw in, Greg Taylor steals a lot of fucking yards for that throw in, Paul. Well, good. So he should. Other teams do it to us. Aye, like, yeah. we, I, I, I was at the game on uh, Wednesday, and um, there were a couple of moments where uh, where Levy players were stealing like ten, fifteen yards to take a throw in. Obviously, obviously screaming abuse at them from. Like this, almost the second back row in the north stand. <laughs> Don't think they could hear me. Um, so yeah, why shouldn't we? You know what I mean? Why shouldn't we? Fuck refs. What are you gonna do? Book me? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. I, you know what? I started off on a on a bit and I got lost halfway down. Oh, Gal's just um, shown Paul a yellow for that comment. <laughs> oh no, oh, so that's ten cynic bucks. Yeah, <laughs> ten cynic um, bucks. Um, that that goal. Um, I just think it was all about Kyogo. Uh, Kyogo, uh, what a great game he had today. What a player he is. Um, I just think he's offering stuff now that we weren't seeing last season. His awareness of where everyone is in the pitch, his, his speed of thought, um, that first pass um, from the centre of the, the kind of centre circle, basically, to Maeda, I thought was just was excellent. Um, 
and then yeah, it's his endeavour to get to it. Um, God love Andy Constantine. <laughs> what, what, what a day! I mean, a known goal and a red card. That's a, it's a wee shame. It's a wee shame. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean the the pass from. The kind of interplay between Maeda and Moy was quite slick. Uh, the ball across uh, that was put across that Kyogo was kind of... Kyogo was the aim of the pass, but Constein gets away, sticks his foot out. But overall, you know, I would, the, the first thing I thought about was what does that do to St. Johnson's confidence? Because they've actually started the game pretty well. They've kind of pinned us back. I'm sure the manager was thinking if we can get the first through the first sort of 10 minutes, kind of keep them... Contained, um, we can maybe build on that. Celtic weren't particularly putting things together in a kind of fluid or Celtic sort of fashion. Uh, and then we take the lead, and it's kind of like I, I can imagine how deflated they would have been, Colin, like with all that kind of working because they were working really hard, but our quality just shines through. Callum Davidson said before the game that you know about the, the start, and that was obviously a clear part of their plan was to come at us and stop us playing that sort of super aggressive football from the very beginning. Uh, yeah, so, you, and you've got through that 10 minutes and you have been playing well and then, you know, all of a sudden, uh, it's your, your one down and and then things start clicking. Uh, I think after the goal, we start, you know, putting together some of those kind of silky Celtic passes, you know, and uh, I think Moy and... Um, Maeda were really doing some some good work and um and there was a lot of drive to win the ball back if it did go loose, which it was doing a wee bit, you know, spinning all about the place. Um and yeah, it doesn't take long for us to um pile on the pile on the agony. Putting on the style. Um there was a great what I really liked was, you know, we started as as Colin says, we started to kind of start to take control a little bit, start to kind of, you know, have a little bit more possession. I said to Claire halfway through, so the first sort of, I think it was like the eighth minute, I was, Claire was like, they've got all, like they're pinning us back and then flipped to the 14th minute and I was like, look, it's literally reversed. Their, their kind of half was empty and that when they were pinning us, I was like, look though, it's completely switched over. Um, the confidence that, that we took from the goal, there was a moment in the 15th minute where Celtic are passing the ball around very nicely, keeping possession, no problem. And then, boom, Moy hits this fantastic pass to Maeda. And it's just that sort of, from a stand and start almost to 100 miles an hour, Paul, am I right? It's a great moment, that. Um, Maeda had two crosses like that today that I, I really begin to get frustrated that we haven't got someone coming in at the back post because every game we have at least one chance like that. Yeah. Um, I thought Maeda was outstanding today. Um, he... I mean, he's got so many. We talked about tools earlier. Toolbox has two boxes like overflowing. His pace is one thing. His drive is another. What's wrong with that? His toolbox is overflowing. He's got too many tools for his toolbox. I don't know what you're talking about. A, a professional would just get a bigger toolbox, but yeah. <laughs> well, they get well, one of those cantilevered uh, ones, you know. Do you yeah, know what? Do you know what, do you know what the word overflowing means? <laughs> like, if there's too many tools, it's not like you would just get a smaller toolbox or a. Bigger. Sorry, Paul. So he's got too many tools for his toolbox, right? It's overflowing, figuratively. <laughs> um, uh, his pace is devastating. His strength is devastating. His precision is devastating. I am really enjoying Dyson Maeda this season. Um, he's on a great run of form, uh, coming at a really good time. He and Moy had some brilliant bits of interplay today. Real Hatati didn't have a great game, but there were a couple of really good moments with Hatati involving Hatati, Moy, and Maeda. Um, you just can't take Maeda off the left wing. I know they can be swapped about half an hour in him and Jota, but Maeda on the left is so effective for us. Um, I loved that. I just that was one of the most exciting moments of the game. Um, and it is. It's like you say, Gal. It's that from a standing start. It's this element of surprise, and we've got the ability to do that. We do it in every game, you know. Um, so uh, really exciting. And from that, I mean, I felt like we were really in control from that point. Our passing started coming together. Um, we were taking more risks, but kind of calculated risks. And with the quality we've got, a lot of the time they will come off, as we saw quite shortly after. Yeah, I just on that kind of pass, the, the movement with Moy, you, if you were look, if you, I'm guessing if you freeze frame it, you, you'd probably look at it and you'd see that St. Johnson are really well set up. Everyone's kind of marked. Everyone's kind of knows exactly what's happening. I'm sure there's a part of them that thinks 
okay, this is we're secure where we need to be. But then it's just that quickness of thought with the pass from White, and it's the movement from Maeda that all of a sudden, boom, everything's open. And and just we did that two or three times today, and I was just like, oh, that's that's very good. Uh, what did you make of the goal, Paul, to make it two goals to nil? It happened in the twenty first minute. Uh- Great, another fantastic pass to start it, almost from the exact same position. So Aaron Moy really deep in the Celtic half, sort of spins and just plays this perfectly weighted ball out to the right, um, over to Jota, who sort of he sort of tricks his he sort of tricks his way past the full back, but not quite. I think he gets a wee bit of luck. But again, it's the endeavour to just get the ball and get the cross in. Takes a slight nick off of, I actually think it was Constantine again. Um, but it's Kyogo's finish. Um, fucking excellent. A, a, a really good strike from a player on form. Um, and he was, he was lucky, unlucky a wee bit later on, Kyogo. Um, I thought it was excellent. Again, I thought it was the, it's speed. It's the, it's the speed with which we play and the confidence and the desire to just score a goal. Um, and, Again, Jota, good performance today from Jota, even if he was a, on the quiet side. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Um, Kyogo just doesn't think twice at the moment. You know, we had frustrations with him at times last season and earlier this season where he was maybe taking an extra touch or or just not striking it properly, but um, it's not an issue for him now. What's that, 22 goals for the season so far? Yeah. Fantastic. Like, that's, I mean, for a player that said they wanted to score 20 goals, um, he should be aiming for... 30-35 now, I would say, um, by the end of the season. And yeah, you, you, you could well get it because his positioning um, was, again, Kyogo, what a performance from him today. So, yeah, really, really good goal. It really got me out of my seat. Um, I th- it's Hitati who wins the ball um, and passes it to Moy, I think. Um, he was like a Hitatosaurus Rex um, and he oh, passes... <laughs> nah, okay. That's not, okay, that's that's not going to work. That's fine. I don't, I don't hate it. <laughs> Um, but uh, Colin, what was your kind of take on the goal? Um, as Paul says, there was lots of really kind of uh, interesting kind of points throughout. It's almost like a pointed on a map. I, I mean, I think the the main takeaway for the goal for me was um, it's about Kuo's control, his first touch. Yeah. Um, and the finish is like he just knows where he just his awareness of where the goal. I know it sounds stupid, but he knows exactly where the goal oh. is, and that gives him that extra like nanosecond just to sort of write himself and put it away um, and to be completely honest with you I, I, I thought we were going to absolutely run away with it, yeah. I actually wrote the spanking is on <laughs> nice. but spoiler yeah, so, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I thought we go 2-0 up after 21 minutes as Paul and Colin kind of allude to, we start um, controlling the ball really well, we start making a little bit more, we were just a lot of confident Jota really comes back into it and comes into it and you know I, I agree with Colin. I thought, oh, here we go. This could be a number of goals. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about, because the, they scored three minutes after that, but Kyogo, Claire wanted me to say that Kyogo hit the ball like a bullet, which he did, Ooh. into the top bin. Um, yep, top te- bin. Yep, love it. Technique was very, very good. Uh, his, 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 his awareness was very good. And it's just always, always on the shoulder of the last defender in case they make a mistake, in case something happens. It's always that sort of... I'll go here just in case it happens. And, you know, nine times out of ten, it probably doesn't, but it's that one time, and that's what Kyogo's living off. That's what he breathes off, and I just love it so much. Um, unfortunately, you know, we for the we go 2-0 up, and we start, you know, we're a good, still good in possession, um, but we do concede uh, on the 24th minute. Hitati tries to do a, a spin into a St. Johnston player, and, you know, quite he, he loses possessions quite... He loses possession quite cheaply, um, and then it's worked down our right hand side, uh, down sorry, St Johnson's right hand side, our left hand side, comes across to the edge of the box, and right hits a shot, and it goes in. And I'm sure there'll be kind of uh, discussion and debate about Joe Hart, and I think we should have that a bit of that today. Uh, Paul, what did you make of their their goal that they that Celtic conceded? My initial reaction to it, I wrote Thunder Bastard because it just looked like a fucking brilliant strike, um, you know, from a, an interesting angle. And then I watched the replay and I was like, mm, could Carter Vickers have been positioned better? Could Starfelt have got better? Hatati could definitely have done better without losing the ball. But then I was like, 
Joe Hart, man. If he gets a hand to it, I feel like he should be saving that. Um, it, it was a good strike. I mean, credit to Dre Wright, you know, buy a ticket and you never know what's going to happen. Um, and Dre Wright scored against us. I think he scored against us earlier this season. I think quite late. It's like a goal against Celtic. Uh, so for me, I feel like the goalie needs to be doing better there. Uh, and, I, and I've said in recent podcasts that I think it's time we got a better goalkeeper, a better first choice goalkeeper in. Um, Hart had a couple of good moments later on, but um, this, I think, was is a he should be doing better. It shouldn't he be going in from that distance. We should be blocking it or he should at least be saving it. Uh, Colin, your thoughts? Yeah, the positioning's off. Uh, I think that's the main thing. He shouldn't be str- he shouldn't be stretching like that and getting the tips of his fingers onto that. He should be in a better position. And you're you're probably right. The defense maybe. I, I just don't think people were expecting it. I think they were just like, you know, oh, it's going to there's going to be a little bit of build up around here, and we'll just get into position and and soak it up. But uh, yeah, uh, kudos to right though. It, it was a it was a very well hit shot, and um, I thought it took a deflection. So there must have been some a bit of movement on it as well. So uh, I'm not going to completely buddy uh, Joe Hart about that. Um, But yeah, I kind of feel that if he was a bit more switched on, he would have been a little bit better positioned to make the save. Um, What I'll say is, I think that on first initial thoughts, as Paul says, it was like, wow, what a shot. Like it's just unstoppable. Hitati against Hartsesk sort of thing, (laughs) where you look at it and you're like, you probably just can't react to that. Then I see it from the other angle and I, you know, there'll be a lot of people who think it's very, it's over the top to criticise Hart and there'll be people that thinks that Hart, so there'll be two camps, no doubt, which I understand, I really do. I can understand someone putting up a um, argument to say the, the pace at which it comes and, you know, the, how low down it is, it doesn't have much of a chance. What I always like to do, I always like to put myself in the position of, would past goalkeepers have saved that? Would past Celtic goalkeepers have saved that? And I think they would have. Fraser Foster would have saved it. Fraser Foster, I think, would have, I think, I think, Boric I think, I think Craig Gordon probably saves that. Craig you know, Gordon probably you know, saves and, it, yeah. But let, let's not give Craig Gordon No, no, absolutely not. Credit, no, absolutely not. No, no credit at all. <laughs> um, but what, yeah, so I mean, it's, you know, I think it's Hart's fault. I don't think Hart should concede that. Well, I think Hart should save that. Whether it, you know, whether he hits it back into the middle or not, I don't know. But I think he should probably save it. I mean, it didn't cost us overall, but it's getting to the point where, you know, it might cost us down the line. Um, well, it gets it gets us a bit shaky. It certainly it does. Yeah. Like yeah. I hate two one as a um, scoreline. Um, it's we just begin to get a wee bit vulnerable from this point at times. Like I just think there's a little bit of hesitation and t- uh, tentativeness uh, in some of our play. Uh, I guess that's a natural reaction to it, but um, it didn't make much of a difference in the end. But yeah, I think there's need, we need to have a, a grown-up conversation about goalkeepers because if we're going to keep... If this squad's going to improve and we're going to continue to evolve and become a better team in Europe, then you've got to look at every position on the pitch and go, right, can we do better here? There's a lot of positions that I think we've got probably, at this stage, maybe the best standard of player we can get. We can definitely get a a better goalkeeper than Joe Hart. God love him. He's he's been great. But. I think I think people are res- reticent to criticise him because they like him as a character. They mm-hmm. saw what he did when he came in last season. I'm I'm very similar to that because I, I thought he did a stupendous job. But um, on the kind of the base of this game, I think he should have stopped that shot. That's all I'll say. I'm not necessarily saying it shouldn't have been a goal because, as I said, who knows what would have happened when he did stop it, but I think he should have stopped the shot. I think he should have done better at the goal. Do you know who would have saved it? Scott Bain. I mean, that's that's absolutely not true. Scott Bain would have saved that. Scott Bain is literally stopping it and then rolling it to the feet of the striker to then hit it in. You know, that's... Scott... By the way, Scott Bain's looking really good at the moment with a heavier... We're not talking about... We're not talking about Scott Bain. Shout out to my Claire Boyle who sent me a picture of Scott Bain at training <laughs> this week. Um, look, shout out to my fellow Baniacs. Which That's is you and one other person. It's you and Claire Boyle, so there you go. Um, in regards to the... Colin, do you think we kind of dropped off? There was a period where I thought, uh, I personally thought we kind of dropped off, got a little bit scrappy. The goal, as we say, it didn't cost us, but it kind of shook us a little bit. Couldn't get a grip. Uh, we were giving away fouls. I think the... 
I mean, it's always like that point at the of the pod where you're like, let's talk about the referee a little bit. I thought the refereeing was very odd. <laughs> uh, very odd indeed. Like very soft fouls given mm-hmm. um and this was, and in in dangerous areas, you know, like the they the, they were really kind of there was one that CCV was uh you know, you know, like he gave away a foul, and it was a complete nonsense. He was just holding off a player, completely yeah. just like legitimate, nothing wrong with it at all. And uh, fortunately, and this is another thing. Kyogo did some really great defensive work today, and he was like, he was winning balls and those free kicks. I think it was a couple of headers away that he he was he was contributing to, um, and also Hart uh, also maybe. Rattled by the goal, he did a couple of punches out. Yeah, they weren't kind of clearing, and it was just bringing. But the ball was getting recycled. So, um, but I feel, and I really feel that Hatati seemed a wee bit in his head. But classic Celtic, we steady the ship pretty Ste- soon after that. Steady the ship perfectly. You know, this is the thing. It tr- the whole trust the process idea. Um, keep working at it. Keep doing what you're doing. I know you might be a little bit rattled, but just keep playing those passes. Keep being brave on the ball. Um, and that's what it's all about. Uh, Paul, uh, we go 3-1 up with yep. a, a sublime goal. A sublime goal from a really well-worked position. Yep. Um, excellent goal, this. Uh, kind of, kind of, Almost like the sort of prototype, the the, the archetypal Ange Postacoglu Celtic goal, just really, really well worked. So thirty eight minutes, I think. Um, Kyogo involved again. Um, really, really smart ball to Jota, who plays this like cracking wee sort of chippy pass, like a wee chippy pass um, onto the on running uh, Steel Wool, uh, who with the side of his foot just. It was oh, it was gorgeous to see. Just a beautiful kind of like side foot lifts it over uh, Remington Matthews. Um, really sweet finish. So how I could how I'd like to describe this goal was like so you know when Queen and George Michael are performing. Don't let the sun go down on me, right? Queen? And it's after the first verse. Queen. It's George Michael and Queen, right? It's called George uh, Michael and Elton John. Yeah, but it's the bit where George Michael says. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John. And that's the moment where Jota passes to Maeda and my uh, to Moy and Moy scores. I hate that. I hate <sighs> I hate that as well. <laughs> I hate that. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John and it's Moy's scoop. Scoopy box scoopy. Uh, I will be muting Paul's feed. Uh Colin, talk us through your thoughts on the go. Um <laughs> sorry. Uh Strikers finish. Let's let's talk about that. Like beautiful control yes. and uh, just a perfect little lob. Um, the sort of thing you expect from Jota, uh, and it's yeah, it's it's old Steel Wool himself. <laughs> uh, sorry, and um, yeah, and I just love it because it's like we've we've absorbed a bit of pressure. We've had a little bit of a rough period, and we score such a quality goal. Um, and that's the thing that can really just. That's a demoralising thing. It's just like, they're just so good. What can you do about that? Yeah, and I I really do think, like, so obviously teams will kind of rewatch, and, you know, when they're doing kind of scouting on Celtic, they'll rewatch these games and they'll see these performances. And they will just, like, I, I want Celtic, and I think it's kind of a thing now, where it's like that word of mouth fear of, like, even when they're not playing particularly well, they still kind of, they can still run over you. And that really, I love that, like this sort of, they're all kind of, they're all the serfs, like, you know, and they're all like worried about what the king's going to do to them, you know? And that's, not, <laughs> not I agree with serfdom or anything, of course, but like, you know. Yeah, let's get feudal in their ass. Yeah, 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 let's start, like, you know, and they need, you know, we'll have the tax collectors. No, of course not. But what I just mean from, you know, the goal, because, it, you know, it, the pass comes from CCV. So it comes from your centre half and it goes to Kyogo. Kyogo then hits a great pass to Jota and it's this beautiful lob ball to Moy and, Mo- and Moy just chips it over. It's a really, it's one of those goals that you look at and you you maybe don't fully take into consideration how good it is until maybe a couple of days later and, and you know, you, you rewatch the highlights and such. That's uh, Aaron Moy's sixth goal in 10 games, which is a fantastic return so far. And I just see more goals uh, in his in his future at Celtic. Um, 
Talking about the referee, Jota get booked for persistent fouling on his first foul, which wasn't a foul. Uh, maybe it was. Yeah. A, maybe it was a foul, right? But at the same time, like the referee, look, you know how when referees do that thing where they point to you have a foul here, you had a foul. He tried to be like you fouled. <clears throat> just kind of points back, like remember, pathetic. Yeah. It, 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 it's a wee bit like he's just a bit confused. They're all wearing the same strip. Uh, so I think it was you. Uh, <laughs> so weird. So this referee, David Dickinson, right, um, He he's pissed me off a couple of times this season. And he was a ref when, remember we played the United and it was 4-2 and we scored two goals like an injury time. He was a ref in that game and I remember him making some absolutely diabolical decisions. Uh, I think it was the same today. He's kind of like a he reminds me of Crichton from um, Red Dwarf, just in his appearance. Not, you know, I'm not slagging off his appearance, but he just looks like a like a robot. He looks kind of android. He kind of referees like an android as well. He's very kind of like you did this and then then then. He got a lot of decisions wrong today. I thought he favoured. I mean, he bought everything St. Johnson were selling. Let's put it that way. We call that. A a di- the- Sorry. No, you go, Cole. No, there was j- the, yeah, there was a dive. Um, they were they were under pressure in their box. And one of the St. John's players just decided to just jump onto the ground, like with no contact whatsoever. And it was like a really stupid thing to do because it wasn't a foul. It was quite badly executed and he could have really cost his team, like, because we should have hoovered up that ball and just put it in the But no, like the referee's just like, oh, well, you know, you wouldn't have fallen over there if, uh, you know, absolutely bizarre. Yeah, bizarre. I mean, he's, he's the the perfect definition of a homer, like just a home referee who gives everything to the home team. And uh, also, did they check even check their goal for VAR? A ball coming through a, a busy penalty area and they didn't even check their goal for VAR, yet they checked ours. Um, you know. We've That's got a good po- point. Got I never even thought about that. Good point, Gal. Bit of a portfolio of evidence is all I'm saying. Um, oh, hello. Add it to the portfolio. Add it to the portfolio. <laughs> uh, at half time, how were you feeling, uh, Paul? Can, can I give Joe Hart a bit of credit okay. uh, before, yep. we, before we talk about half time? Because uh, from the resulting free kick, Hart made a really commanding and confident catch. Um, and I feel like it's important that we recognise that yeah, of course. sometimes he's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe I just have to recognise that. Uh, Joe Hart uh, isn't a terrible goalkeeper. Joe Hart isn't performing horrendously and he's not even costing us points. But the point that our whole, the point that our whole kind of transfer process is based on is replacing players before they get to that point where they cost you points so it's about it's about replacing players before people even notice that they need to be replaced and you know i'm not saying that joe hart celtic get rid of him what i'm saying is maybe he has he needs someone to challenge him if nothing else because there's no one challenging him agreed uh half time paul how are you feeling at half time uh, good because we we ended the the half kind of back in the ascendancy. So uh, Hatati receives the ball kind of outside of the box. He feeds it to Moy, who feeds it to Jota, who feeds Kyogo, but he sort of scoops it over the bar. Um, but I think should have been should have been four one at that point. Um, so I was happy that we ended on a high. Do you know what? Entertaining first half. You know, four goals, some nice bits of play, um, and credits to St Johnson again because they they didn't kind of just settle you know they, they made it difficult for us um but i thought our quality just really really shone through um so i, I was very very content at half time yourself Colin? the thing that i was liking about it you know i was thinking about a half time was the problem solving that was going on in the pitch and if we think about teams like real madrid or whatever they just you know like they're left to their own devices to work and on working their own solutions and there was a bit of that. We were changing our um, our tactics. I think there was a lot of kind of, we, we were doing some through balls through the middle over the defence much more than we'd been doing recently. And uh, that, that Starfield pass that I was talking about earlier happened just before half time. And it's just like, you don't see him doing that very often because the close control, the one touch passing was a bit trickier. I think that, um, I think it took some players more than others, but I think, getting the eye in for how the ball was behaving. Uh, there was a lot of kind of people waiting on passes uh, and then not receiving them and people were nipping in and, t- and taking the ball. And I think there was a lot of turnovers because of this kind of like the calibration was a wee bit off. Yeah. But the 
Uh, but yeah, I like the way we were adapting to the playing conditions and uh, we, we were going in um, 3-1 up. And uh, yeah, I just thought, you know, I, I was really hoping as well for uh, an equally entertaining second half because I think second halves for us can sometimes be a bit problematic. Um, we've talked for 50 minutes and it's mainly been about the first half. And that is because within the second half, uh, Celtic were controlled. Celtic were in possession of the football most of the time, um, comfortable. There wasn't necessarily a lot. I mean, I've, I've got lots of notes for the first half. For the second half, it's just a lot of substitutions, really. Um, there was some... I, I, I did put that um, Jota hits the bar after some really good, excellent play between Hitati and Moy uh, and, and Jota himself. And it's... I love that slow motion of him hitting the bar where you just see his full kind of... It's in slow motion and you see like how he torques his body and how he mm. the technique to actually hit the ball. Looks genuinely fantastic, like from a sporting documentary. Um, but there wasn't necessarily a lot of kind of... I, I don't think we had one other than the goal, which we'll talk about because that was obviously right at the end of the game. I think up until about the 90th minute, we didn't have a shot on target. Paul, what were your thoughts on the second half? Um, I thought we controlled it quite well. Um, I feel like <clears throat> these days we seem to do our business in the first half and then just see it out in the second half. And, and if, if that's what we do for the rest of the season, then I don't really have a problem with that. Um, I began to notice, like, yeah, Hatati doesn't look great today, but you know what? He rarely has a bad game nowadays. Yeah. I think it's all right to just have a game where you're a bit off it. And also, he wasn't so bad. It was just, but he was below par. He was a six rather than an eight. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I thought St. Johnson were, were getting closer to Maeda, kind of putting two men on him every time he received the ball on the left, although he still got an excellent cross in on about the hour mark. Um, again, I just, we need someone coming in at that back post. It's, it's, we're, we're, we're passing up really, really good opportunities to put more goals away by by missing that. Um, one more I really liked, right? Even though it was a mistake, Maida and Taylor were kind of passing on the left. Maida kind of loses the ball and it goes out and Taylor starts screaming at him. Yeah. And I was like, that is great because it just shows you the levels that are expected at every point in a match. Brilliant from Greg Taylor because we've seen him step up both in terms of playing that role incredibly well, but also as a you know a, a sort of another captain on the pitch. Um, so I think him holding Maida to account um, shows that the levels of professionalism and responsibility don't disappear just because you're three one up. Um, yeah, so up until the kind of the subs came on, I thought that there wasn't really much to talk about. Uh, I enjoyed the rock, paper, scissors thing to see who took the free kick for St. Johnson. Quite like that, you know. Sometimes you need a wee bit of, you know, was... in a game that's petering out, a I wee bit it... of that can be quite fun. I thought it was pathetic. Yeah, of course you did. It was it, pathetic. I thought it was utterly pathetic. Um, O'Reilly and Abada came on for Hatati and Maeda. Uh, Colin, what was your feeling um, throughout the, the kind of second half? What, uh, and we'll get to, obviously, the kind of, you know the goal and stuff in the 90th minute but what was your kind of play up to that point uh yeah second hand itis it was uh, second half itis it was setting in quite severely but i think um going back to Alison johnson i think he uh he was putting in some really good you know basic defensive work going he's like he was catch he was snuffing out anything that was kind of coming along because they you know like um phillips had a nice wee moment where he sort of skinned a couple of people by turning on them, got up the park, there was a wee bit of pressure, and then he had a shot that was a bit tame. But um, but then sort of um, Johnston, like uh, quite soon after that, they seemed to be in the ascendancy again, maybe chasing that second goal to sort of make things a bit more interesting. Um, and May was coming up the left-hand side uh, and or right-hand side, and Johnston just like basically outruns him gets the ball, holds it up and redistributes it. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, and I think that it, he talking about him earlier, I think he's got the building blocks for maybe not, he's, he's never going to be the same kind of player as Juranovic, but he is doing the basics really, really well. 
and he's trying to do the more advanced inverted stuff and, and contributing to the attack. He's not quite got there yet. He's passing in the final in the final third was kind of a bit shaky, but um, he was making some really good runs. So, but I mean, th- this th- this also indicates how the second half was. It was a bit like you know, I'm like, oh, Alistair Johnson, and was thinking about how the way he was playing and how he's coming together in the team because yeah, there's not an awful lot to say. I, I thought Matt Riley looked bright when he came on though, so um, I was pleased to see him sort of looking a wee bit more in the mood. Yeah, O'Reilly and Abada came on for uh, Hatate Maeda. Uh, o and Turnbull came on for Kyogo and Moy, and later on Haksabanovic came on for Jota. Um, I've just noted here that there was a couple of breaks where um, we had a couple of uh, overlaps on the on the uh, or on the right hand side. Uh, the one where I'm, I'm not going to you know jump on Abada, but the one where we have a really nice break and the ball comes across and it's destined for Moy and Abada just kind of steps in in front of him and takes a shot and blasts it over the bar. That was that was a bit frustrating. Um, and then there's the other one where he's got the ball on the right hand side and he just just a bit of miscontrol. Um, but it's I'd I'll re- jump. I'll jump on him. I'll happily jump on him. How I'm fucking sick of Abada. <laughs> like <laughs> I just I'm sick of it. Like it. Also, how he gets on ahead of Haksabanovic at the moment is perplexing to me. Um, Abada, we know what he can do, right? I like him. I like the guy. <laughs> do I, like him as a, I <laughs> do, do not. I do, but like, I just feel like how how long are we going to be talking about the frustrating nature of Abada? Like, what will it take Paul, to get him to a place where he can actually come on and and hit a hit a strike with his left foot? I know the pitch is shite. I know he'd just come on. But it was a it was a really really bad miss, and he should have left it for Moy because Moy would have scored. Um, and that and that cross, I was uh, was a joke. That floated cross was absolutely terrible. I was just really frustrating because uh, those are those are opportunities, and if the game's at nil now and he's doing that, then then we're in trouble. Yeah, but also I think you're being too hard. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think you're being too harsh on him. To be honest, I don't think I'm, I don't think I've been harsh enough. Um, Abada's got 10, <clears throat> ten goals this season. He's our second top goal scorer. Good for him. <laughs> okay. Um, if you love Abada so much, why don't you marry him? Because I'm already married. That's the only reason. Um, regarding the last couple of minutes of the game, well, Haksabanovic, we talked them, you know, um, about how we were a bit disappointed they didn't come on earlier. Calling you're a massive fan like myself. Um, is it just a case of don't want to? I mean, that pitch was really bad, and maybe this just wasn't the game for him. He does come on, but it's for a small amount of time. Perhaps, but I, I, I kind of feel that the substitution, I mean, I mean, to be honest, like at halftime, and I know Ange isn't a huge one for making halftime changes, uh, but I mean, I felt that Hatati could have been taken off at half-time, halftime. I just don't think he was, I think it was clear that he was not really, not really with it. And I feel that to give players minutes, I think, especially, I mean, 3-1, we're doing okay at halftime. We could maybe afford to get some more minutes into more legs. And putting Haksabanich on for five minutes uh, is almost an insult. Uh, I would like to see much more of him. I would like to see, and I think that in the five minutes or plus extra time that he had, injury time he had, uh, I think he looks he looks way more competent on the ball than Abada does. Um, he like I don't think Abada does very well as a substitute. Sometimes you know, like he's. I think that's a good point. I think that's a very good point. Um, he takes yeah, he takes a, a while to sort of find his feet, and um, but Haksabanovic comes on and is doing like he's turning players, he's picking out passes, he's redirecting play, um, and I I just hope it's like a you know like just easing like a you know when you get a phased return to work if you've been off. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's so. It's a phased return, and he's just got his you know a few few more minutes on the pitch, and next, hopefully, he'll be starting. Absolutely. Um, the ninety first minute, uh, there's a ball played into O, and he turns fantastically. He turns uh, Andy Considine well, takes the ball in, and turns brilliantly. Considine pulls him down. Red card. Um, from there, we have a free kick. Paul, your thoughts on the free kick? Fancy. Right, see when the free kick's that close to the penalty box, I always like mm, it's quite it's hard, it's gonna be hard to get it up and over. But you don't need to get it up and over when you've got you've got um, Matt O'Reilly, Sead Taksabanovich, and and most importantly David Turnbull, who are all kind of lurking. So um this looked like a training ground thing, or whether they just decided that 
in the moment. It just was intelligent and it was delicious. Um, so I thought O'Reilly was going to hit it left-footed or maybe Haxabanovich on his right. Uh, instead, uh, O'Reilly just sort of almost slides it about two yards to his right and Turnbull, <laughs> in classic David Turnbull style, runs onto it, hits it low, hard, powerful, um, into the net. Uh, there was a suspicion, mean, went to VAR, I think suspicion that O might have been in an offside was position. He or fuck? Involved. Was he fuck? Hey, exactly. Was he fuck? Yeah, but that's just, you know, I'm just explaining it for the listeners, Gal. Um, I just, I loved Turnbull's strike. I actually thought Turnbull was good when he came on today. Um, he's not a guy I really generally want to see coming on for Celtic, but do you know what? He scored like, what, three goals in his last four or five games? And he's a player that that can do that. He can, he can create a goal from outside. I think most of our goals from outside the box come from Turnbull, actually. Um, delighted for him. Really, really happy to get a fourth. I think our play deserved it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Colin said that O'Reilly looked good when he came on. I agree with that. I think um, I was a bit disappointed in O'Reilly on Wednesday night against Livy. But um, it just felt he was more involved today. Just think he got up to the speed of the game pretty quickly. And that intelligence to think, right, well, let's not take a shot. Let's just lay it off because Turnbull, you know, buy a ticket, like I said earlier, and um, more often than not, it will go in. So yeah, cracking, cracking goal. There's no question that's a training ground thing because the way they kind of set up, um, Turnbull walks away as if to say, okay, I'll look, you know, it's, I'm not taking it. And then Haxabanovich and O'Reilly kind of give each other the eyes sort of oh, who's which one of us is going to take it. And before you know it, O'Reilly has passed it over to Turnbull and Turnbull, again, technically just excellent. Colin, your thoughts on the final goal? You know, like in prison movies when they're having a little kind of confab, uh, like we see, like they're pretending to do something else, but they're really planning how to get rid of like the dirt from the tunnel, and they're yeah. shaking out their trousers. That's what it was like. Beautiful. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, very enjoyable. Um, big, big props to O for uh, winning that, and he he was brightening up a, a potentially stodgy sort of end to the game. I think he's he's looking exciting, and uh, I think it will just take a wee a wee goal to light the blue touch paper on him. To be honest. Um, so he wins the foul really, really well. Um, and uh, yeah, just also I love it when we score from set pieces because it seems so kind of un-Celtic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, absolutely delighted. And then we have the most unexciting way to end a football match of all time is a VAR check from an offside from a fucking free kick. It's just like, get fucked. I really, it really is, man. Like it was just so fucking, of course, this is going to take VAR. Pathetic. Anyway. It took it took ages as well. I mean it ages. took like four minutes or something like that. Fucking ridiculous. Um that was the game. That was the ball game. Uh four goals to one for Celtic. Um and what was uh, an enjoyable game. Dropped off a little bit in the second half, there's no question about it, but ultimately the points are the most important thing. Um Colin Kearney, your man of the match and any takeaways you have from today. Well, I think I've already kind of uh, used up my takeaway, which is mainly about the kind of adaptive, uh, adaptive nature of our play today uh, and problem solving on the pitch, which was great. Um, man of the match, I think I'm going to give it to Kyogo. I think he turned in an excellent performance, scored a great goal, was defending. He, he seems to be getting faster. I don't know, like, yeah. you know, I don't know how he does it. Um, I think there were some really good performances, especially in the first half, but uh, yeah, Kyogo is my player of the match uh, Paul yourself uh, your player of the match and any takeaways you have uh, takeaway I think it's like going back to what we talked about at the beginning you look at the bench strength and depth um, and players able to come on and kind of just pick up from where we left off apart from Abada um, I'd like to see more of Haxabanovich I think we see this every time I, I, I don't know what the issue is why he's not kind of why Ange isn't going to him sooner whatever he's seeing that we're not I mean, I trust Ange's decision making, of course, but I just I, he excites me, and I want to see more of him. I just love the guy. I, I find them tantalising to watch. Um, so it would be the bench is really strong, and you know if we are struggling to get a game away, I've got no doubt that someone a player could come on and make the difference. Um, player of the match, I Kyogo was tremendous today. Um, Steve Will had a great game as well. Dyson had a great game. Do you know what? I'm going to give it to Callum McGregor. Because there was only one, he made one mistake in the second half where he sort of lost the ball and it led to Taylor getting a yellow card. But 
McGregor was so involved today, always looking for the ball, always moving forward, driving his picking good passes, just making smart decisions all over the pitch. I loved when he went up to O after O won that free kick and kind of congratulated them on it. Nice captain behaviour there. So I'll go with McGregor um, uh, with, you know, Kyogo was probably the, the actual player but, of the match. Yeah, vice player of the match. Uh, great <laughs> stuff. Uh, really enjoyed uh, this reaction. Um, get plenty of stuff coming up for you next week. As always, the agenda will be uh, tomorrow. So if you've got any questions or comments, uh, let us know. And uh, yeah, we'll get to them. Colin Kearney. Pleasure as always, sir. Uh, thank you very much. That's uh, helped clear some of the cobwebs away from last night's pints. Lovely. Uh, Paul Carlin, always superb. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John. And on that bombshell... Go, go and tidy your toolbox, Paul. <laughs> your overflowing toolbox. Uh, from Colin Kearney, from Paul Carlin, from myself, Chris Gallagher, this has been The Reaction, and we'll speak to you down the road.